The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Welcome to Just Another Why Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time. All right, we're going to get right into it here on this week's episode. Um, in the co-host chair is my good man, Marty Bennett. We're going to talk about uh, not Marvel movies. So uh, if you've been sick and tired of me waxing poetic about all things Marvel in the last few weeks, you'll get a reprieve here. Unfortunately, you won't get a reprieve from gun talk or talks of uh, President Trump and all the garbage that's been going on there. So uh, anyway, that is what we have on the agenda for this week. So I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Let's go jogging. previously mentioned uh three straight weeks of nikki on the podcast we were both a little punchy and uh now that i'm back on the healing track and feeling better i thought it was time to bring a legend back to the podcast he's been begging to be on the show also pushing and prodding and making sure that i got back to doing the podcast and uh that's the legend himself marty bennett marty welcome back to the show sir that that's it? That's it. What else do you need? Well, let's see. Episode one, I was big bald motherfucker. Oh, okay. Episode two, I was goddamn Marty. <laughs> and the last episode, it's, hey, by the way, hit me up. We got an open fantasy football spot. So <laughs> I assumed it was my time to come back because I wasn't getting cursed out every episode. So. Well, you know when I start being nice to you, I need something. Oh, is that it? You should know how this works. I uh, thought that was just the women in my life. It's all good. Nope, it's also me. Oh. I, if you ask my wife, I'm basically like a woman, so... Yeah, me too. That's how that goes. So it's been a minute. Oh, been a hot minute, yeah. We, uh, 2019 has not been kind to us. Yeah, that we've, is uh, for we've, sure. We've had a rough go. Uh, we've traded sob stories back and forth, traded uh, parents being sick, traded uh, deaths of family members. Cancer stories. Yeah, it's just uh, it's not been, it's yeah. not been the best of time. But Not, then, but then we've also gone to bars and had really fun times, and it's like the best of times and worst of times. Well, aren't you just Steinbeck over there? Hey, you know, <laughs> you got to go and, and forget about all this I'm, crap in your life going on. Like, you just just get away from everything. I'm a poet, and I don't even know it. Right? That's right. So uh, let's let's. He was let's, a novelist, but okay. I know, but it, that's it worked better. That's a line from. Uh, isn't that from uh, like Swingers? He's a poet and he didn't even know it. I don't know. I haven't seen that in a while. Anyway, let's All move right, on. Move on. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, uh, here recently, your aunt passed away. Yep. I know that was uh, that was that was a hurtful one for you. Yeah, she, about two and a half weeks ago, um, she was found. Actually, th- three weeks, two weeks ago from yesterday, um, she was found passed out in her house, and um, and they said that uh, she has she was very malnutrition and stuff. So. They got her to the hospital. They got her on morphine. And we had known she had had uh, a, a cancerous tumor on her back. They had gone in and surgically removed it about 98, 99%. They said they offered her chemo to get the rest. She said she wasn't going to do that at 88. She's, she's fine. 
Well, at the time she was 87 when she said that. Um, but under the morphine, we found out that that wasn't the only thing they found. They'd also found a tumor on her stomach and on her liver. Those had grown so much they were pushing on her stomach, making her nauseous. Because of that, she hadn't eaten in three weeks, which is why she passed out. Um, and she was one of those that when they found it and they wanted to do the biopsy, she said, well, if it's cancer, I'm not going to do chemo. So what does it matter? And if it's not cancer, there's nothing to do. So what's the difference? Right. And she kind of got to go on her terms. You yeah. know, she, she wouldn't let them even take her vitals at the hospital, uh, which is one of the things she knew ahead of time. Cause if you can't, they can't legally keep you in the hospital. Right. So she got to go home and, and go on her terms. And she, um, she went on Tuesday, um, doing literally what she loved most, which was watching the Astros. So she couldn't see the TV anymore, but she was watching the game. And, uh, it was actually the day of the double header. Oh, okay. So, uh, she got to watch a full day of Astros right before she left us. So, you know, I, I say that, you know, we we're selfish cause we miss her, but you know, she got to go her way on her terms, doing what she wanted to do in her own bed. So, you yeah, know, for sure with, you know, with her dog by her side. So, you can't fault somebody 88 years. She's the first female marketing executive in Houston for radio. Then the first female for TV. She wrote three books, all this stuff. So you, you, you say you had a full life and you know, and she did, there was nothing she couldn't do. So yeah. And very rarely do you get to go out on your own terms. And of course I, she, I'm sure would have preferred to live a little bit longer, but you know, I don't think so. Actually, I think she was, no, it was no, just her not time. as not as being sick, but I mean, she just, you know, she probably wish you'd had more time on the planet. Maybe. Well, maybe But like, you know, y- you don't really get to make that choice. So she got to go out on her terms and there's something to be said for that because a lot of us aren't going to get that choice. So. Yeah. And, and I think for her, a lot of it was too, was that, you know, 30 plus years ago, she buried her last parent. She was the oldest of three siblings and, you know, I had to bury both her siblings, my mom and my uncle. And so, you know, once you've taken care of all that, yeah, there's really nothing to take care of. You're, you need to be taken care of. And if, if whatever makes you happy, makes you happy, then by God do it. You know, yep. she, uh, the, the last time I went out with her anywhere big like that, we went to an Astros game and her and, um, my, my aunt, my brother's, uh, my brother's, my uncle's wife, they got so tore up. You've never seen two old ladies so tore up on margaritas at Astros game. And she's, she's, and it's great. Cause you know, at the time she was like 86 or so. Yeah. She couldn't see the field. She said she wanted to go to a game, but then she got there. She realized she can't see the field anymore. But here's this 86 year old woman, you know, a margarita and a half down. Fuck you. How did you miss the pitch? How do you see the pitch? What are you talking about? <laughs> Just, she's crazy, but she was fun. So that's fantastic. But yeah, so, so you, um, you said she wrote three books. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things about my aunt that's really kind of amazing is that, uh, she grew up, you know, she was born in 31, um, but knew very on in life that she was a lesbian. And of course she grew up in that era where you didn't do that. So right. she was constantly closeted and I'm, I'm the dumbass at 34 that figured it out finally. Like I'm stupid. <laughs> Um, cause I heard a, I heard a comedian tell a joke. In fact, I think it was Ralphie talk about, you know, the aunt that always comes to Thanksgiving with her roommate. And I right. was like, that's, that's my aunt. Oh crap. And so I called my brother and, uh, and this is the kind of wisdom my aunt had I called my brother. And he says, you didn't hear the conversation, you know, with, with my sister and her. 
And I said, no, what happened? And the conversation was literally, you know, I, I want to ask you, are, are you a lesbian? And her response was, if I am, does it make you love me any less? And the answer, of course, was no. She goes, then what does it matter? Yeah. And that's how we need to look at life. Yeah. You know, if, if you and I hang out and or, you know, I meet you, let's say it's it, you and I met somewhere randomly, kind of like we did, but different, you know, and we hit it off. And we're good friends. What does it matter if you're a Democrat or Republican or you're gay or straight? If we get along, F it like, yeah. you know, and then it's family on top of it all. So, you know. And, and so her, her girlfriend that I, the only one that I ever knew her to be with, and they were together for like 30 years, uh, was living in, uh, Phoenix and literally, uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. No, she's living in Denver now moving to Phoenix. And she flew in that night that she, that she was found on the floor and was there the next day. So mm. and stayed here four days. So, but I mean, it's just, you know, she, I, there was a question that we started this with and I was, I started somewhere. I don't remember, but Oh yeah. I was asking about the books. Oh, so, um, so because of, of them being together and they grew up in the era where church was nothing but hatred, right? Everything you did would send you to hell. In this that, would send you to era, hell. You mean yeah. so much different than this? Era? Well, it's, it's changed a lot and it's to keep people in. Yeah. But my, my, uh, what I call my extra aunt or whatever you want to call it. She was listening to the radio and there was this guy that a little five your, minute, your bonus aunt, my bonus aunt. Um, she, she heard this guy on the radio talking about how, you know, it's about love and getting to heaven and not, you know, worrying about if you're going to go to hell and about love. Well, the next day he was on again and it was very positive. And the next day, was, well, she found out that it was a local church. Yeah. This guy had a little five minute thing on radio and they decided to go there. And so, that's how they started going back to church because my aunt grew up as a Christian scientist and then she grew up as man, something if I can't remember what it is, but it's like super hardcore. Like, yeah. and so because they grew up in those kind of churches, they didn't like it. So they started going to this church and they fell in love with it. So with that, they really got into the meditating part of what they were talking about. And this is, this will again tell you how they were, especially together. They wanted to learn how to meditate correctly. Mm -hmm. Like how do you, you know, they, there were people that said they could hear God or they could hear people talking to them and, and wanted. So they literally went to monks to learn how to meditate and priests to learn how to meditate and other, and all these different religious people, non-religious people. Right. So they could learn. And, they were sitting around one day and do you hear anything? No, I still haven't heard anything. Have you heard? No, haven't heard anything. And then just one day randomly, um, my bonus aunt said, you know, have you heard anything? She goes, no, but hand me a pencil. And she started writing stuff down randomly. Just like she didn't realize she was hearing what she heard, but she mm -hmm. started and she wrote three books on what, what are entitled conversations with JC. Right. And like, she she made amazing money off of it, and up until the day she died, she was making money off of them. And huh. um, but they're really good. And my my bonus aunt actually told a story that she's a very um, I'm not going to say famous is the right word, but she's a very well re renowned psychologist. Mm -hmm. She's done a lot of the studies on the NFL brain trauma stuff. Oh, okay. Um, you know, has her PhD and all that. And somebody came up to her. She said about six months ago and said are you the lady that helped write the foreword on conversations with JC? And she goes, yeah, like 30 years ago. She goes, I still read that book once a year. So to still hear stories like that is really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and as I'm, as you guys were talking in, in a previous podcast, I'm not a religious type either. Um, I have my own theories on that stuff. 
Um, but, but whatever makes you happy and whatever you find solace and peace in, you know, I, I feel like you should. So, you know, if, and, and it's, I, I had put this on Facebook and obviously anybody that listens to this is probably not Facebook friends with me, but there was two words my aunt always used, which was unconditional love. Yeah. And it didn't matter what you did or what you didn't do or what was happening in your life. She would find a way to make you realize that it doesn't matter that it's just about loving each other, one another, being you know nice to each other, and and always loving family no matter what. And I will say that of all the drama that's gone on in my family, and I'll just speak for my family and nobody else's, it, she was the only person that ever felt that way. Yeah, you know. And if anybody's taken the majority of that and and absorbed it, it's my brother because my brother is, thinks a lot like she does and and has taken a lot of those values because he's the least drama person in my family outside of that, which is why we're close. But you know, it's just to encapsulate that in your life every day and to literally live it every day is just, is really good. So whether you do it because of religion or just because of personal feelings or because of how somebody treated you in the past, whatever it is, you know, I just, I think it's 88 years of great lessons, no matter how old I was. So yeah, for sure. And, and, realistically like we all should try to live in a way where we're doing things to that we're doing things that make us happy while not hurting anyone else or hurting ourselves like if you can if you can live through that prism where you're just trying to trying to find things that fulfill you without negatively impacting someone else that's that's what you should be looking for in life well and i i think that's the way that I think everything would be so much better if we did it that way. Stop telling me how, you know, you're offended because somebody said this or you're offended because somebody said that because all you're just doing is driving the hate bubble. Like you want to be mad about it. Cool. I'm mad about stuff that, you know, people in my family say all the time or, you know, things that go on in everyday life, but I don't need to, to tell everybody that I am. I don't need to go tell that person I am like, you want to do your thing. Cool. You know what my lesson is? Stay away from you. That's it. If I don't, if, you know, what's, there's something on TV or something now everybody's raising a fuss about. I can't remember what it is, but I was like, turn it off. That's all you have to do. Stop bitching about it. Turn it off. That's it. Like every TV cable box has privacy things for your kids. If you want to block it, pin code it, you're done. Like, yeah, there was something that you tweeted about and it was, uh, I don't remember what it is. It was, what the hell was it that you said? Um, I don't know. There's I don't know. A, the problem is every day it seems like there's something new that someone's offended about. Yeah, well, I there's it's just too much of that. Uh, you know, what what I heard somebody talking about the other day too, and it's like the best thing I heard because people are, hold you to your entire life that you're never allowed to make mistakes. What we no longer have hosted the Oscars, and now we no longer have hosted this award show. And then we're going to get to the point where those people can't even win awards like because, oh, well, they did this when they were they said this when they were 16 coming up as a comedian trying to, you know, get get famous. Right. And now they can't get awards. And how far do we take it? Like, it's got to stop. Like, just everybody get over yourselves and let people just enjoy life. And I always heard the thing that if you're a comedian, you can't tell a joke and not offend somebody. Right. Because it's not funny otherwise. Like tell me a joke that that somebody can tell you that's not going to make somebody go oh you're making fun of me come on you know but you know it, so the tweet i saw you talking about was the oh. thing about the 78 degree thermostat 
Was that a TV? That was that was something else. No, there's this thing. There was this government thing going around that says you should never set your thermostat below seventy eight degrees at night. Yeah. Huh. It, that's it. see, and that's everybody's reaction to it. Like, are you effing crazy? We live in Houston, Texas. Like, <laughs> that's great. I understand that. Nobody's gonna do it. We don't need to fucking bitch about it. Like, shut up already. Like, we no. Be happy at your 68. You know why? Because my in-laws are happy at 58 at their house. And I kid you not, 58 degrees. Wow. Yeah. And so they actually have a part of the house built with its own air conditioner. So they can sleep in there and then we can like be, you know, not chatterboxes while we sleep. So. Man, I thought I liked it cold. I like it cold too. I like it about 66, 67. Okay. But, you know, I have a woman in the house, so that don't happen. <laughs> so she's I'm, she's cold when it's like the AC is just trying to cool off for the night. So I'm, I don't know. I'm content at 72. But yeah, they, they literally keep their house like 58 degrees. So. Although I did, when I first got my own apartment, uh, I lived I lived in this like one level, this single level, eight apartment complex. It was kind of like, um, it's like one of those old, old school like uh, uh, motels where you'd pull up in front of the door and you'd walk in. Walk it in, a hotel, yeah. But it was an apartment. And... My best friend and his brother lived in the apartment next door. They actually got me that uh, in, into that place. Because it mostly had been old people that lived there. But then they moved in and... Oh, yeah, that's a stray cat that just oh, wanders okay. through our yard. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> and uh, what, what was I? Your brother got you in an apartment. Old people live there. Yeah, but why was I telling the story? I do that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we had a rule... Because in Oregon, there's no, like, you don't have gas heat. You have, like, electric baseboards, or you have, a fi- like, a wood stove. Well, these apartments don't have wood stoves, so you just have electric baseboard heat. And, of course, that means... What, is, what are those things called? Because I'm not from the north, the base, The baseboard? Yeah, don't they have a word for those things? Oh, I don't know. Baseboards. No. no, I don't know. Anyway, we don't have them here in Texas. Go ahead. But so... Not furnace, but something... No, the furnace is a different thing. Or like a radiator. That's what I'm talking that's about. Yeah. A, that's another thing. Oh. We had we had a radiator in our old apartment in uh, in St. Paul. Radiators use water that's superheated to put on. Do y'all have AC in Minnesota? We had a window unit. Some, oh. But we lived in a super, super old apartment. When Nikki and I were first together, we lived in an apartment that was directly across the street from the St. Paul Cathedral. And it used to be uh, housing for the nuns that lived there. <laughs> Boy, there's a drastic change. <laughs> nuns to Dustin. It's like a there TV was, show. Uh, there are some. Uh, <laughs> there's there are some things even the devil wouldn't have been happy with yeah, going right? on in those apartments. <laughs> um, Ooh, so I'll tell you a story about that too. But go ahead. But so this apartment that we lived in, like we had a rule: you could only turn the baseboard on if you could see your breath. It had to be cold enough to see your breath in the apartment before you turned the heat on because we were trying to save money. We were oh, poor. Oh. We were poor like 22 year I thought you were telling me the apartment was th- the apartment complex had that rule. Oh, no, like, no, no, what? no, 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 no. That was our rule. Was oh, like, y'all's rule. I got it down. You, it, uh, if, unless the, uh, if you can't see your breath, it's not cold enough to turn the heat on. Put a sweatshirt on. Put some pants on. Yep. You'll be fine. Oh, those were the good Yeah, my first, my first apartment, I lived uh, at the time in Houston, Richmond Avenue was the place to be. Like all the bars were there. And I lived in this apartment. The first apartment I had is $400 a month, one bedroom apartment. It was, not, it was a big one bedroom too. 
And like the third day I'm there, I look out my front door. I think I was going to work actually. And there must've been like eight just smoking hot women out at the pool. And I'm like, I love this place. (laughs) And I'm walking by like, you know, doing the typical, you know, 19 year old thing, trying not to look while looking kind of thing. Right. And one of them calls me over and I'm like, "Uh Oh, so I walk over and uh, they're like, oh, sir, are you new here? And I'm like, yeah, I just got that apartment there on the corner. And, blah, blah. and it's about that time I start noticing that they all are really smoking hot. They also all have a white little ring around their nose. Holy smokes. And that's when I find out that I live in an apartment complex with all strippers. <laughs> and I was like the one single guy in the entire apartment complex. And all these girls had just come from their apartment doing coke. And then they were tanning before they went to work. And I'm like. Yeah, I'll never hang out with y'all again. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. And now all we can think about is how much we would love to be yeah, back at that like apartment. The, yeah, back in, I just wish my rent was $400 a month. <laughs> That's what I wish. Exactly. Forget I those think, strippers. <laughs> I think I think the rent for my apartment was two twenty five a month. Dang. For, uh, now, see, I paid 400 but I was living in, like, a nice part of town. So Yeah, I was living in – I lived in a, a decent part of uh, – I was living in Salem, Oregon. In a nice little one bedroom, had uh, it was my first it was my first place because it was uh, 2002. So I moved out uh, not long after 9/11. I was still Ooh. living at my mom's house uh, during during that. But uh, okay, so you said you had a story about the devil thing things with well, the I'll devil. I'll tell you what, one the devil what? what? Right, well, I'll tell you one more thing about the party though. When I was working there, I was the manager of a Taco Bell. And that Taco Bell was the only one in the entire city open past midnight. And okay. we stayed open until 3 a.m. because the bars closed at 2. Right. The stuff I saw in that drive-thru, I had, I had a guy tell me once if his woman showed her chest, could he have free food? My smart-ass response was, only if they're nice. And to this day, they are the best set of breasts I've ever seen. And he still paid for food. <laughs> um, I saw I saw one guy going down on a chick in the back of a car. And at 19, of course, I got caught staring. And he looked up at me. And this dude was big buff dude. And he goes, what are you looking at? And I said, I wonder if you want hot or mild sauce with that. <laughs> he goes, yeah, why don't you give me some? And he started squirting it on her junk. I was like, that girl's going to so wake up in the morning. with pro-. like." I saw she... so much stuff in that. Like, oh my gosh. Like I hope that I hope their next stop was to get her some cranberry juice. Yeah, right. They would give me free <laughs> passes to the strip club and I wasn't old enough to get in. It oh, was man. it was epic. So but anyway, all right, so what now about the devil? Youth, what are you talking about? Youth is wasted on the young. Always. What are you talking about? No, you said I said that there was some stuff that went down in that apartment that the uh, even the devil wouldn't have been proud of, and then you said I have a story that we'll have to get back to. Oh the cocaine. Oh, okay, uh, I got you. Yeah. Girls on a coke. Like they were all high as kites, boy. Every day out there. So when and, when would that have been? Like around what year? Well, I went I went in the military ninety five, so it'd have been uh, ninety four, ninety five, right before I went in, because that's where I lived right before I went in the military. So that so. was when that was when people were still doing coke. Yeah, yeah, because that hasn't changed. Ask a New England Patriot; they know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot less frequent than it used to. Oh be yeah, happening. yeah, because now you just get them prescribed to you. That's all good. Opioids <laughs> get go get opioids. <laughs> Uh, it's so opioids are so terrible. Yeah, I I've I don't I don't know how people can do it because like when my back gets bad and I do half a one, I'm on the couch like in a trance, and if I do a whole one, I'm knocked out. 
and and my wife's ex like he could do six a day sometimes more Jesus. and be functioning at work and i'm like how did you not kill people and like i don't i don't understand how you can do it because it they knocked me for a loop i ain't gonna lie have you ever taken somas i don't know what that is it's like a muscle relaxer i think i've had everything else maybe i know it by the generic name because i'm military okay. but I have a whole bag of, of muscle relaxers from my back, and I literally have them like sorted from stuff I can take during the day and still work to stuff that I'll be passed out on my couch for at least an hour because um, uh, and I have everything in between. So um, I don't even I, I used to I probably maybe still have some somewhere, but I used to have a few hydrocodones. But like I said, it just makes me so crazy. Like I, I can't deal with that stuff. I don't know how people can deal with it. So because uh, somas so were somas are. It's uh, Carissa, Carissa Propodol. Oh, yeah. I've never had that. But uh, I know the it, second half is what Michael Jackson died from, right? No, that's Propofol. I'm just Propofol. kidding. <laughs> uh, it's a muscle relaxer that blocks pain sensation, sensations between the nerves and the brain. Yeah, that's what, that's what one of mine does, too, that, that I do. It's actually a nerve. A ner- like, they don't call it a nerve killer, but like a nerve number, I yeah. guess. You probably take like Flexerol or something like that, right? Uh, well, I take Tizanidine, which is what knocks me for a loop. I can take a two milligram, and I'm kind of woozy on the couch. But if I take a four milligram, it's a guaranteed ninety minute nap. Uh, which is funny because usually on the days I need a ninety minute nap are the days my back is bothering me, so it kind of works out. Yeah. Um, and then I take Baclofen, which is very light. It's what I can take uh, throughout the day, and it doesn't really affect me. It just kind of helps my back uh, not feel the pain. Um. I've taken methocarbamol. Um, I've taken. I've taken everything. Like they've tried all kinds of stuff to try to. The only reason I brought give me the balance. The somas somas are were real popular in uh, like wrestling locker rooms in like the late nineties and early two thousands. Wrestling. So that's uh, they would get all. See, that's them. how you should have introduced me. Been like a wrestler. Big bad motherfuckers. Hey, you from know, parts unknown. I'm easing back into this. All right. <laughs> I know. We'll get you. You there. should know. You should know by now that this is not a well put together podcast. Eh, I, you have me. I know this. <laughs> so terrible. All these, all these money, all this money I make from appearing. It's great. Appearance all fees. You, all this money that I make from producing this yeah, podcast. I know, right? As soon as I trust me, if I start making some money, I'll break you off a little something. Uh, you don't have to break me off. No, just pour me a vodka. I'm good. We'll make that happen. Yeah. I am uh, on antibiotics, so I am alcohol free recently. Well, yeah, until you get better. So, so I've, I've been. That's uh, a good way to end the summer. Hey, you I've, get stuck at home all day, but you can't drink. Exactly. Yeah. That sucks. What's your dream? It's sunny, hot outside, but you need to stay inside <laughs> with your leg elevated and sober. <laughs> Now that's a vacation. Hey, what else do you get while you're home? Well, Taylor Swift released a new album. I'm sure Nikki loves that. <laughs> I did listen to the new Taylor Swift song yesterday. It's terrible. I caught a clip. It's, see, it's awful. See, Nikki doesn't like her for whatever her reason was. I remember hearing this. Her ter- her not any good reason. Not Yeah, not any good reason. I, I don't mind her music. I always respect artists if they write their stuff too. Yeah. Here's why I don't like Taylor Swift, and it's very simple. Between the eight... Uh oh! I heard the hair dryer stop. Oh. I know Nikki about to come get me for this. Here's why I don't like Taylor Swift. Why she's gonna be? She's gonna like you. You're great. Oh, okay. You don't like her. You're on team. Don't like Taylor Swift. Yeah, I don't so. like Taylor Swift. I don't like her simply because between 18 and 25, she had like 30 boyfriends, and every single one of them were at fault. No, Taylor. After 30, it might be fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> you dated dudes as old as 40 at 21. You're dating guys your age. You're dating guys younger, and you always say. There are assholes in your songs. It might be you. 
I once said I would date Taylor Swift and marry her just to make her stop making music. Like, I was hoping. <laughs> please, please let me make you happy so we yeah. don't have to hear this terrible music. I'll, I'll be the one that makes you so happy, baby. You got to start writing songs about it. That's all I ask. Like, oh, my God. All the crappy you broke up with me songs. You know, if I'm being completely honest. Uh-oh. I don't really care about Taylor Swift either. Uh- I'm I'm with the the faction but if, of but if everyone if everyone hates someone I'm more predisposed to just be like well maybe we should give them the give it good for doubt except, I, except for Donald Trump fuck that guy yeah but. fuck that guy hey I'm done with it I swear to God man like I I don't even I used to say I wish he would just shut up so people would like stop talking about him. And then I realized there are days where he doesn't say shit and they just keep running the same story for three days. So you can't, you can't win. Like, Dude, when, but he has, does, but when he, has he stopped talking? Well, there was, a, there was I, I can't specify days. Now, don't get me wrong. But like, I just, he, may, he may not go out on camera, but that motherfucker constantly tweets. I know. That dude has tweeted like 40,000 times would, since he's been president. Yeah, I wish he'd just shut the fuck up. I ain't gonna lie. Just shut the fuck up. I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't even care what your policies are, what people's opposition policies are. Just shut the fuck up because you say stuff that just makes it where you can't get shit done because they're all talking about whether you're attacking these four congresswomen or you're doing that. Just shut the fuck up. Like, if you'd stop making it personal, you maybe could maybe could get something done. Yeah, but that's like asking me and you to stop drinking and go into strip clubs. Like no, that's, because that's here's how you happen. know miracles can happen. Democrats and Republicans are finally working together on something, uh, on all the spam phone calls. If uh, nothing else, they can all agree on that. Hey, if we can get rid of those, I know, right? That would be that would be tremendous. I could. Uh, yeah, like I I heard that this morning but, that that everyone's working together. I'm like, it happened. The yeah, apocalypse. You know, you know why they have robocalls though? Because the politicians came up with yeah. them in the first place. Yeah, exactly right. They came once up with again. It and, once again, they're coming up with solutions for problems that they they fucking created. Started. Yeah, they'll they'll never get it right. I I don't know. I've, I've always been of the the mantra: if you want to really go serve your country as a congressman, cool, do it without pay. Like, <laughs> you know. Although I There's, say that, then your favorite guy did that, and he became president and didn't take the pay. So maybe that's not the aggressive solution either. I don't know. Are we sure that he doesn't actually take the money? He just said, I mean, allegedly. That's, well, that was the story for like five minutes. If we ever get the taxes, we'll find out. <laughs> I don't understand no, that fight is, either. It is. <laughs> it, well, the thing about the taxes, though, is the reason that you're supposed to open up your financials so you can make so, sure you're not on the take. Well, not just that, but so you also it, it also can be documented where you may have conflicts of interest. Because the, oh, the, yeah. the point of being the president is not to like set yourself up to make more money and have successful business deals, mm. even though they all end up doing all that. doing that. I was going to say but the like, Clinton Foundation, the book deals, the, the yeah. Right, but all that stuff comes after the fact. I mean, mm, not all after. <laughs> but I mean, the, the point of of that is to, so that you can everything can be seen when you come in and then when you get in they stop paying attention as much yeah there. but i i'm i understand i just i it's been a four year of i really could give two shits less like the problem is it hasn't even been four years it's been not even three yet well if he'd stop tweeting it wouldn't <laughs> seem so long <laughs> oh my goodness i just uh, i can't do it the good it. news is apparently denmark wants to buy us now Oh, now they're going to buy us? We're yeah. not going to buy them? No, we were never going to buy Denmark. 
No, for Greenland. Some, for some Greenland. reason, Trump thinks he needs Denmark's permission to buy Greenland because he doesn't yeah, understand how Greenland. the fucking world works. But Denmark would like to just buy us so they can give us free education and free health care and really turn. And American. what's Denmark's tax rate so I can make sure I can like know the difference? Bro, <laughs> the tax rates are way too fucking low. In Denmark? No, here. Oh, I agree. I agree. People, but how, the, how the fuck are you supposed to pay for things if you cut taxes? Oh, no, I completely agree. And that's why we're 15 whatever gajillion in debt to China. But and I get all that, but yeah, and that's another great thing. He just keeps pissing China off. China owns more of this country than we do. China, I, I'll say this about China: China got their own problems with Hong Kong. They ain't worried about us right now. They got a whole country about to revolt, or part I, of their country I about have, to revolt have, on them. I have news for you, my friend: China is capable of caring about more than one thing at one time. Mm, no, it's it's either it's either Dude, them or you, us. It's no, making it's shoes or Nintendo. No, it's not. not. Dude, it's not. It is so I'm not. Just I know. China, China has been around way longer than we have, and they'll be well, yeah, here. Yeah, they've got a seventh of the world's population. And no they'll shit. be and they'll <laughs> be here after we're gone. Uh, probably. They'll probably be the ones that get rid of us. <laughs> it's, this is going to be Shanghai, Houston, pretty soon. Oh, hey, you're pretty close. Um, no, I, there was some phone that I just read about, or something. Man. Speaking of that, man, they had something that's like not allowed in this country with the 5G stuff because it has back doors Hue, in it from China. Hue, like a, Huey, Huey, Huawei, or, or yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. I read this whole article; it's pretty interesting. But which and also doesn't surprise me. Like so, the government doesn't put back doorways into looking no, at your stuff. Yeah, no, they would never do that. Yeah, hypocrisy. Uh, I would tell you that too. Back to the religion thing. That's one of the things that really aggravates me about this country, too. And, and everybody in general, I guess when it comes to worldwide, because they're all the same way, there's 117 confirmed religions on this planet, and everyone thinks theirs is the right one. Oh, yeah. Get over yourselves. Like, just, again, if that's what you take solace in, be happy with it, but stop saying ours is better. You're not going to get to heaven on that. Just, well, the problem is leaderships from countries all want to take the other countries' gods away. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And listen, if they had a religion here where I didn't have to kill myself to get 42 virgins when I got to heaven, it might be a good plan. <laughs> so just to go back to the China thing real quick. Yeah. China owns $1.1 trillion worth of our debt. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's it? It's only $1.1 trillion? I thought it was more than that. No, of th- that China themselves own of our debt. Uh, I thought it was more than that. Well, we, only, I know. we only we only owe twenty two trillion dollars. So I mean, they only own well, it's only, a small fraction of the pie, Dustin. Hey, pull it out your wallet real quick. Let me just pay that. Let me just pay that off real quick. Have how Bill Gates paid in quarters? That'd be great. <laughs> no, Bill Gates can't pay a trillion dollars. Uh, nobody can. I know. I'm no, just, like it's so frustrating because ever like you keep saying we got to stimulate the economy by cutting taxes. This is not. It doesn't work. Well, they want to increase. They want to increase spending, but cut taxes. You can't do that. Why not? They've only done it for the last sixty years, and it has <laughs> steadily 
destroyed the oh, middle class I'm not, of this country. I'm not saying it hasn't. I'm just saying that. The only thing that that does is make rich people richer. And poor people poorer. Yes. Yep. And everybody in the middle struggles. So. And and the middle ground where there used to be some rich people and there used to be some there used to be really rich people and some really poor people and then a nice chunk in the middle there's a lot more poor there's a lot more poor people and a lot fewer rich people but those rich people are real fucking rich. Yeah. You know, I remember like thinking that when when Gates had like 75 billion or whatever it was for the longest time and he was the richest man and now Bezos is worth like well was worth 100 and whatever billion yeah. like 165 billion. Now, he then got caught cheating on his wife, so say about a 50% of that shit, but but the thing about that too, like he got a divorce and when she got half, she became the fifth richest person in the world. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And the richest woman she surpassed one of the uh, Sam Walton daughters. That's crazy to think about. You get half. He just sold a lot of his stocks, too, to start his little rocket company like Elon Musk. He sold, I want to say, like a couple hundred million in tax, uh, stocks or something Yeah. to do this. Like He sold a bunch. Oh, that life. You know, 100 million here, you know 100 million so, there. You know what's so funny, though, is all of these, yeah, sooner or later it adds up to be real money. Yeah, right. It's so funny is all these dudes that have all this money and none of them seem like they're happy. Yeah. But I go back to how, how do you, how are you married to Halle Berry and cheating on that? You know? And he did, or, you know, I, and maybe I look, I'm a firm believer. I think money makes you crazy when you have real money like that. I truly believe it just makes you crazy. I, I, I do this every day in people's houses where I go program their houses and, and you, some of these people's guys, logic. And you guys, you're not even dealing with rich people. You're dealing with wealthy people. Which no, is I've got di- some billionaires. But the the richest of the rich that we have, yeah. they're fucking weird. Yeah. They they will like we have one guy, he eleven thousand square foot a house, seven thousand square foot car showroom, and he's out there wiring his own pool lights, like because he doesn't want to spend the money on it. What? <laughs> like you just built eighteen thousand square feet of house and you and and I'll tell you the same house was the funniest thing his 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 daughters came home from school and she, the ten year old was doing her architecture homework which alone blows me away <laughs> ten years old doing architecture homework right and the little the youngest ones we, we used to call that drawing yeah right it's straight up architecture like she's doing three D renderings on an iPad and stuff. And so the little one said, well, what are you doing? I'm drawing a mansion because I want to live in one one day. And I'm like, you're an 11,000 square feet of house. What do you think a mansion is? Like, her bedroom is more square footage than my house. Like, calm down. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, 11,000 square feet of house, and you don't think you live in a mansion. What's, what's mansion material to rich people, I guess, is my yeah, next question. I guess. So again, money makes you weird. It yeah. just like it 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 does strange things to people. I don't understand it. I just I just don't understand how so many people support a political party that doesn't have the best interests of a majority of people. Well, that's an easy answer because there's not a political party that does. Democratic policies tend to favor a majority of the people. Yes and no. Be- I mean, th- there are some things that, yes, they do. But, and, and as far as middle class and working class, yes, that's probably true. 
but it goes back to they want to help let's say the 75% of the people of the country versus the 25, but the 25, you're not helping another 25% of the rich that can control everything. So what is There's it? There's not 25% of the people that are rich. I'm just, I'm just using numbers as I'm just saying as examples, right? But I'm just but saying that's, that, but that's not the people, that's not the people that go out and vote the people in these poor ass red States that vote for these rich people. That's what I don't understand. Well, I say that about both parties. I don't look whatever dumb fuck is from Kentucky that won't vote for the nine 11 bill, that dumbass Republican, that asshole. Yeah. He can kiss my ass as a former veteran. So he, I can start with also, that. He also voted. He also voted for the trillion dollar tax cut. Yeah. So he's a dumbass. but I will say this too. And, and this is me, you know, looking at Rand Paul and thinking he's a, I don't know how people vote fucking Nancy Pelosi in. She's batshit crazy too. Like, right. But I'm not, but I'm not talking about the people. The, the politicians. What I'm talking but about. But I'm talking is, about how people elected them. They're common, everyday people voting them in. How do you, how do you look like, no, not, not for nothing. I wasn't a big Beto fan, but I don't understand how people can vote for Ted Cruz too. Right. Like you're but voting you, for the lesser of two evils in every you, election. Like, but you, you were real, real poor once. You were homeless. Oh, once. yeah. If you were still homeless, wouldn't you want to have someone that was representing you that was looking to increase the ability for you to get back on your feet versus cutting everything. Yes, but I, I guess I go back to this. There's been a time in this country when it's been an entire Democratic Congress, a Democratic president, and nothing got changed. The middle class and the, the lower class was all the same. Right, because for the first time ever, you had a Republican minority that said, it doesn't matter what this president does. We are against everything that he is for. We used to, we used to have two oppositions who would fight over things and come to a compromise to try to go for the greater good. And I I truly believe like because of how this country is politically made up if if at that time that would have happened and that president wouldn't have been black, it might have been a different story. It just, there's so many people still racist in these little backwoods towns and not even in the backwoods towns. And some of them are out in the open nowadays, the way it goes. And I think that's part of the thing too, is you have social media, Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff where the number one thing to go after is likes. And you say whatever you want to, to try to get the most likes, whether it's, whether you're in like one of the guys I can't stand on, um, on sports, uh, who always breaks news. Um, he will break crap. That is nowhere near true. I will hear him say stuff about one of the teams that I root for. And I'll go, this dude has no clue what he's talking about. And it comes out. He has no clue what he's talking about. They will just throw crap out there because nobody has to be held accountable anymore. It's, Hey, if I got the clicks, my company's happy. That's all that matters. Well, we got, what is like the page they just took down because of El Paso or Dayton or whatever, the, 8chan or 4chan or whatever the hell it is people can just say whatever the hell they want to anymore on the internet and it's been so like this for 15 years at least as long as i can remember doing computers with the internet is that it's easy to do because you're doing it from the comfort of your house if we would have stuck with internet cafes where somebody might be looking over your shoulder to see what you're writing i don't think we'd have half the problems but this comfort level of doing it in your house and getting away with it is just it's just silly but 
But that doesn't that doesn't change any of the facts that the people that are elected to go and do the business of this country continually don't do anything. Well, and and this will be the second part to that. Those people are also 90% of them in the upper 1% of this country when it comes to monetary value and they're going to do stuff that benefits them, not the majority. If they're if if you went and you tax the upper 1% an extra 10% to pay for whatever, those 435 people in in the in Congress and 100 in the Senate are going to vote that cuz that affects them. They're not going to do it. They'll vote themselves raises, but they won't, you know. Which just means that our system is completely flawed. Well, agreed. So, and, and to quote the West Wing, like, nobody has done our, our system since because it's so damn flawed. It, parliamentary is so much better than what we have. So, because it's, again, they're in it for themselves first. They're in it for the spotlight first. J- just like these people on social media, these, these politicians are trying to get the most clicks and the most donations by what they say. And the further you can be left or right and say I'm for or against guns is how you're going to get money donated for your next campaign. And it just, it gets dumber and dumber and people just get more pushed apart instead of together. Again, there's no way to fix it that I can see at this point because you're not going to take the money out of politics. You're not the money that they're making from all this stuff. Isn't even affect their salaries at this point that they make in Congress. Most of them, most of them are getting side money and all this other stuff anyway. So it's, I just don't know how to fix it anymore. Like it used to be just elect these dumbasses out, but then you just get the next set of dumbasses at this point. Like, you know, it's like the whole thing we talked about. And of course I did it for the joke, not for real, but you know, all these people running for, for the democratic side for presidential nominee. Like some of them are just like, did you see Beto just cursing out reporters one day? <laughs> you know, like, but you want to be president? Like, I'm all down for, like, a curse word every now and then. Like, when he said, you know, he said something in El Paso after he lost. Like, fuck that, I'm going to be president or something. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But, like, straight out, like, eight words like that the other day to report it? Come on, man. Everybody everybody relax. Wait, so that, that his word, the fact that he swore is, bro, you and I have said more swear words in this But podcast. I'm not running for president. There's a so, difference. But that's how people talk. It is, but... Not it's not like he's gonna go. It's not like he's gonna go to the Senate and give the State of the Union and go, "What's up, motherfuckers? Here's what I got to say." How far are we away from that? Because I've seen people doing it during presidential campaigns at this point. I mean, it would probably would get applause. Yeah, you know, it's. I but here's the we, thing: we just keep I getting care, more and more extreme care, instead I of getting more to the middle. So much less about words than I do about actions. I do too, but like I said, tell me who's going to get in there and fix anything at this point because they're so divided. Nobody wants to work together. If if Donald Trump gets uh, gets uh, voted out in twenty twenty, and in January twenty twenty one, whoever, let's just say Joe Biden, because he's leading right now, but whoever Joe Biden gets in, Jesus fucking kill me. Yeah, you and me both. Joe Biden gets in. He's still got a Republican Senate to deal with. That's not going to pass shit, and we're just going to keep going in this circle. Well, hopefully not. And, and no matter what happens, just like when it was an all-Republican House and Senate and, and president, or just like when it was an all-Democratic presidential House and Senate, the moment somebody new gets in, they're just going to wipe all that shit out anyway. I mean, that's just what's happened. Like, Obama passed all these things that I was completely behind. And then here comes Trump, just wiping them out by executive order because he did it by executive order. Like, it's just, 
we're just going to have the anything you can do, I can do better thing. Well, part of the problem is the fact that when President Bush was president, that he and Cheney basically fundamentally changed the power oh, completely the power agree. level of the presidency. The presidency was never meant to be the most powerful. It was meant to be a representative. Yes. The the president was supposed to be like the figurehead, mm-hmm. like the leader of the country, not the I say this is done. Like there was the whole reason that we had this fucking system is because we didn't want a king. We had done that shit. We didn't want that anymore. So so here's my question. What do you think made it that way? Because I have my theory on it, and it's real easy. Well, it could be clock clock, Taylor Swift. How you doing? <laughs> I got the dirty look. It's not TV, but it was good. It's No, everything has changed because of money and power. No, I and think it's people. changed by one thing, TV. I think TV changed it to where the figurehead of the country was not someone you see every day in your house. Mm-hmm. Every day in your house. Not everybody read the paper. You know why? Because not everybody could read. But everybody can listen, and everybody could listen to the TV. And when we went from JFK and the, the ideological president, they just all realized that they could just swarm it in more and more and make it more because they became that powerful because they could be seen and heard every single. And then it got even worse. You know, you talk about Bush doing that, but it also became the 24-hour news cycle that helped yeah. that too. And so now they're not only on where they used to be on at 5 o'clock on the news, which was only one newscast member when we were kids. Five o'clock. I don't know. Maybe on the West Coast it was different, but it was five o'clock every day here. Now yeah, you I got think we the, had the six o'clock news. But yeah, yeah, I, I think same. it is like that because you guys are on West Coast time. But but now it's the four o'clock news and the five o'clock yeah. news and the the eleven o'clock eleven well, in the morning news and the and the eleven thirty. But the got, reason the reason for that is the television stations stopped making money on anything else but news. It used to be that you couldn't sell advertising on the news. That's one thing that we should change. If they really wanted to fundamentally change things, news broadcast should be no commercials. There should be that should be an hour a night where it's here is what's happening in our country, here's what's going on. You should be not dictated by advertisers. Well, and I Advert- advertiser supported news is one of the biggest detriments this country has ever seen. That on- and and when the FCC ruled that you did not have to have people from both viewpoints of a side on the news, which is what created the Fox News, CNN, you know, hard right, hard left news. It used to be that the FCC said if you had somebody coming in and representing Republican views, you had to have somebody have Democratic views. Now it's like a novelty. You only see it on like the late show, not late show, the um, what's the one on Comedy Central? Not even common sense. Uh, Bill Maher. Bill yeah. Maher, where he has different people. Like, it's such a novelty to have now because now everybody is so slanted to ours is strictly this news kind. This We're only going to present this kind of media that when they got away from that, it just, just, you know, stoked the fire. It's like so many things stoking the fire at once. It's like 40 different types of fuel. <laughs> everybody poured at once. Like, it just, it's not good. I just I don't understand how poor people vote for Republicans. It just never makes sense to me. I well, think, but I, I also think I also think it's because of uh, every single poor per- person eventually thinks that they're going to be rich. Okay, so when you think of poor people, what do you think about? Because I think of like these backwood hicks, and because I grew up in a small town, so the poor people I knew were like people who you know the farmers and the stuff trying to make ends meet and things like that. 
I think I think anyone that is poor, like that needs assistance, needs help, could use a fucking break, lives paycheck to paycheck. Those are poor people. Not just not not just like people with cars up on fucking bricks and like whatever. Like there there's all kinds of different poor people. I don't understand how any of them vote for representation representation that wants to roll back roll back healthcare roll back benefits i, I just don't understand well this is where i was going with this because i think it's those same people at least the the kind of poor people i grew up around they're the same ones out there hunting and doing all that stuff and those same people that want to help them monetarily want to come take their guns and i know they don't want to take their guns necessarily they want to have like i'm this whole take your guns thing is never going to happen and i get that I'm all for sensible gun reform and background checks and mental stability checks. That all makes sense. And I'm saying that as a person who, you know, has a family that owns guns as military and all that stuff. I'm all for that. I am a hundred percent for that. Like when I didn't know what a bump stock was until Las Vegas, cause I'm not into it. My brother could probably tell you, but I didn't know what it was. The moment I found out what it was. Yeah. Get rid of the son bitch. It makes sense. Telling everybody they have to give up their guns. Eh, it's never going to happen. They, they just, it, it can't because people in this country will freak out. Oh, you couldn't go the whole show, huh? Love you, Buster. I just don't think it can happen. I just, because it's too divided. So when you talk about people that, that are poor and maybe cause I, I, I tell you, I grew up poor too. We lived off one year, nothing but deer meat because that's what we shot for the year to, to survive. Literally, I can never eat hamburger help over deer meat again. I can't eat chili with deer meat because I had it for a year straight. But that's how we survived. You take away your guns, you give, take away some of these people's way of life and, and the way they survive, and they're just never going to have it. I don't The murder stats and the this and the that, it doesn't matter. I never said anything about guns. You, but I this didn't. is my point, is that the same people that are trying to do the rollbacks and help poor people are the same people that are talking about taking away guns and gun reform. And it's because it's so... No, that's the narrative that people who want to keep guns have promoted. I don't hear a single person... But you're talking, talking about poor people who usually are uneducated, and that's what they're going to hear. That you're Right, but they're uneducated because everything keeps getting rolled back. And, they, they, and it keeps getting rolled back because they keep sending the same stupid fucking people to Congress. But I don't think... I don't think you're ever going to change that because the only people that can make it to Congress are people with an ass load of money to, to right. finance but campaigns. There are, there, so. are sm- there are smart people that run in these red states that would go and try to do things better than fucking Mitch McConnell, who's been there for well, 30 years and does all this for the state. Like, it's, it's, they don't, it's a lack of education and a lack of people vote for their own best interests and i get that but i don't understand i don't understand how they continue to vote for people that don't have their best interests when i look at a candidate i it's less likely that i'm going to look at whether they're democrat or republican and much more likely if i'm going to look at and see whose ideas will best serve the greater good oh i completely agree but i think we're at a point at least right now as we sit here in 2019 there's nobody else looking out for the greater good. They're looking out for themselves. They're looking out I, to. I disagree. Who? Who is running that is looking out for anybody? There's plenty of people. Because I will tell you, as a as a person who leans slightly to the right, Donald Trump ain't looking out for us. Joe Biden ain't looking out for us. Like none of those people are looking out for us. Like they're in it for themselves. They're right, in it for I don't, their I, five I minutes. I care much less about the presidential 
then I'm talking about people that are looking at their local Congress people. Well, okay, people- but I, I go back to, okay, I agree. Mitch McConnell's a, a jerkwad, and so is Paul Rand, but so are all these, like, what's uh, what's Pelosi's little stooge next to him all the time? Um, Schumer? Schumer. He's a weirdo. Like, none of those people really care about the people. Like, I can believe that a lot of the people here's the I guess that's the first problem is that some of these people that are in Congress that are like first or second time runners, they probably actually do really care about the people. Yeah. These guys that have been in for 40 years. Okay, then let's start there. Two year, two terms and you're done. Listen, I'm I'm all about Lone Survivor. You know, what's the show we keep for selling? Not Lone Survivor. Designated Designated Survivor. I'm all for Designated Survivor. Let's just wipe them all and start over. I'm in. Let's go. It might be the only way we can make it work, but. Yeah, I mean, I just say that jokingly, but because I don't need the Secret Service in my house. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's possible that someone I was related to when I was speaking to them on the phone the other night said that uh, she, she, he or she may uh, may be willing to uh, to take the uh, jail sentence and would just take care of things. She was like, she'll, I'll I'll take the jail sentence if I can just get rid of Trump. I was like, eh, uh, you don't want to say that, but. Can I tell you? I understand the sentence. Can I tell you if somebody did that, they would make him such a martyr. It'd be horrid. Like, it would make it 20 times worse. And then they really would come out of the woodwork. Like, that was my biggest, my biggest thing about when Obama got elected. I was like, man, like, please nobody do anything stupid and, and try to kill him. Cause it, that's just going to infuriate more sides than not. And just, it's, it's not going to, you know. But see, here's, here's the frustrating part. When President Obama was the president, he was a president that was trying to do the most good for the most number of people. And no one let him, no one, everyone that was in opposition for him was not in opposition to him idealistically. They said before any legislation came out, Mitch McConnell said, we are against everything no matter what. Well, and that's their dumbasses. Like, again. Right. But that's how we ended up here. We spent eight years of not getting anything done, and now we're here with President fucking fucknut, and we can't get it because we've lived in this climate of continued of every, now we everything's opposition. And because the Democrats don't know how to fucking do anything themselves, now instead of when they had the opportunities to run things up, they couldn't get it done, and now that they're the fucking minority, they still can't get anything done, so they have to try to, they're trying to play the Republican game, and they're shitty at it. So, and so we're just it, it we continue to just devolve. And and okay so and that goes back to what did you think about the whole since we haven't talked about it and you aren't on when it happened what about oh what's his name given the Mueller Mueller on TV and all that stuff was that not the biggest just waste of fucking time ever? The whole thing is a waste of time. I did I paid no mind to the Mueller report because it do, it could have in, it could have said anything. It could have said that there really are aliens in Area 51. It could have said fucking anything. That's next month. And Trump, all Trump would have done is tweeted that, oh, no, none of that is true. Doesn't matter. The people that already didn't believe him weren't going to believe him. The people that already believed him. Oh, now, that see, that's they, not true because I would have. Had they actually found, found hard evidence that said he did this, this, and this? I'd have been on board. Get his ass out. There is hard evidence that he's done this, this, and this. Not to the point that it's impeachable, though. That's my whole problem. Is that I hear you, but tell me what it is. I wanted. I just want to know what is what the has problem, been done. The problem is that is they, that has never been done in the history of this country before. Supposedly, like you want to tell me that oh he colluded with Russians, except that 
A, we collude in everybody's elections and we're all okay with it. We can form the whole world and wherever they can go, but somebody tries to interfere in ours and, oh, fuck y'all. That's, they, that goes back to the religion thing. Our, our religion is better than yours? No. Y'all are, y'all, we're doing the same thing that everybody else does. I don't even want to hear that shit. Whoever wants the to problem, collude in our elections the, the can problem, do it because we do it every day. We pro- pay money to get the people problem elected. Is, the problem is if the person that is running for an election in our country uses a foreign government knowingly to interfere in an election on their behalf, that's illegal in our country. So show me where that happened because nobody has ever been indicted for that ever, ever. You have Russians indicted for that. Nobody in the American government has ever been indicted for that. And everybody will say, Oh, well during the Mueller report, 37 people were indicted. None of that for that. Some guys were lying to Congress about who he was sleeping with. All right, let's back up. Yeah, everybody hides affairs. That happens. Okay, so that's one. You got 12 Russians who did something, but nobody can even put them in jail because they're not in this country. You got, you got all these people that supposedly did all this stuff, and yet none of it is related to the actual investigation of collusion. It right. never got proven. But here, here, Okay, here's my question. Have you read the, the Mueller report? I didn't. No, I've not read all 400 and whatever pages, but I'll tell you this. When that guy is sitting on TV and he doesn't know when his old report says, that's all I need to know about the Mueller report. It's just a waste of time for somebody to make money and get some FaceTime. That's all that happened. I, I watched him that day on TV and they go, well, do you know what the conclusion was? Well, I haven't actually read it. You didn't read the conclusion of your own report. Like, come on, man. Well, he hasn't read his own report. He, he's <laughs> not. The, am I going to read he's it? He's not the dude that puts the report together. He's the face of the investigation. Okay, but... Even if I'm putting not together to a report, the fact, not to mention the fact that the Department of Justice, which was run by Trump, was throwing up roadblocks at every turn to try to to try to push. If agreed, if, agreed. If, just like just like Hillary had all this stuff go down until President Clinton met with some see, lady on a runway. But here's I, the I, thing: dude. I see it in both parties. Every, That's why I don't care time, anymore. Every single time someone tries to say, "Well, this person did this," oh, well, this person did this. I don't give a fuck about that person. All I care about is the person that is in the office right now. Okay, so let's all right. So flip it around. Hillary's president right now, but we find out she did all this illegal stuff, and then her husband meets Bye. with the AG. Go. But the husband meets with the AG and gets her off, and you're not gonna be mad about it. Go. No, I would be mad about but it. But you would have voted for her, and she all that happened before the election. That's my problem with it. That's why I have a problem with Hillary Clinton because everybody wants to overlook when Hillary did something like that. Because she was the he, she was the lesser of two evils compared to Trump, but she did that exact same thing before the election, deleted thirty three thousand emails before the election, all this stuff that if Trump did it, holy shit, people would freak the dude, fuck out. Dude, he's done so much worse shit. Oh, and so is his daughter. His daughter has an illegal mail server. We found it out, but she's not the fucking president running for it. That's the difference to me. Like, I agree, he's done some shady shit. I wish he'd shut the fuck up. I've said it earlier. I said it again. But you don't think that if you're a person that is surrounded by so many people that have gotten tripped up either for lying or doing embezzlement or doing, you don't think that if you're surrounded by this many people that there's probably either some sort of guidance from the top or a penchant for that person to pick people to be in his circle that do shady shit. I a hundred percent believe it. You know what else I believe? It happens in every fucking president's in every presidency. You're going to tell me that those dudes in Benghazi died during Obama's watch and there was no cover up and nobody did anything and all these emails about it disappeared. Come on, man. Like, and those are four soldiers. I'm all about looking into that and nobody wants to look into it. 
Bro, they did. No one looked into Benghazi. Not to the point they should have. Come on. You're telling me that nobody went to jail over four guys dying and they're telling him, well, we'll send the helicopters later. Come on. Somebody's got to go down for shit like that. You're like killing American soldiers intentionally. Fuck it. Like, that's what happened. That's why I don't care if he does anything illegal or she doesn't because they're all doing it. At some point, everybody's doing it. It doesn't matter. They're all doing shady shit. Nixon's fucking recording shit and, you know, Clinton's having blowjobs. Everybody's doing shady shit. Reagan sold Iran-Contra shit. Like, and again, what's his name? Was a fucking decorated war hero. What's his name? Ollie North, decorated war hero. He went down for that shit. You think it didn't come from above somewhere? Come on. Like, I know better. But they all do it. You know how I know? Because they make TV shows about it and they say it's fiction with the air quotes. I don't, I don't believe okay, that. But if, but if everyone is doing it, then don't you want the person in that's while they're doing shady shit is also doing the best things for everybody else? Yes. But it, I'll go back to you're never going to have that happen. We had it. Fucking Obama was trying to do that. And they wouldn't do any of the shit. Okay. And here's what I'll say about Obama. And this is how I have to leave Obama alone. I'm a, I'm a military person. When the shit went down in Orlando and Obama the, that night had all the White House lit up in rainbow colors to honor those victims, I'm 100% for that. When those cops in Dallas got shot and he didn't put those lights on blue to honor those guys and wouldn't comment on it, you turn it into a whole different thing. And that's where this country started getting divided. No. Because bro, no. this country has been divided for not like that hundred years. Bullshit. Not that that turned it into no, a it, ra- it turned into a racial thing so hard, which is why the Trump people are where they are now. No, it didn't. You're telling me that a black guy killing white cops and nothing was said about it from the black president didn't turn people racial? Come on, man. But Dude, we can honor they, some people. They shot hated. It. They hated President Trump way before that. I'm not Obama, but yeah. But not like that. I'm telling you, that's the day I Dude, not I like had that. to turn it off. I can tell you for sure, you have to be watching something completely different because I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. There was a guy in Dallas, and he was uh, up on a parking garage. No, I understand about yep. the guys that got shot in Dallas. Right. I don't know anything about the fucking they, lights and getting people all fired up about it. So, do you remember when Orlando happened and they turned the White House with the, all the colors? No. Okay, so... Because I don't give a fuck what color the White House is. But that's the problem is that people do. <laughs> there are people that do. And when it looks like you're supporting people that are from the left, gay people that got shot, but you're not supporting people typically from the right, police officers, it divides people. It's exactly what so many people have said in, in people that I know that are Republicans. That shit right there, that one day, had so many people divided. Or those two incidents had so many people divided. Because it looks like... Eh, I'm not. I'm not really caring about some white guys getting shot, but I care about some gay people getting shot. Straight up, that's that's how it looks to certain people in this country. No, that's the narrative that someone spun. Okay, but I go back to it's on TV, and you can listen to it, and people that that it, it's all whether you have your channel on CNN or or Fox News is is what you believe in life. I mean, it's it's their narrative. There's what just the spin alone of the Mueller report and, and watching both of that. And I watched both of them that day. All that CNN could run was that what Trump did, you know, if he was any other person, he would have been prosecuted. If he wasn't president, he'd been prosecuted. And then there's the 15 other things that 
gets talked about on Fox News that he's they said that tripped him up and blah blah. It's just all crap. It's just all a okay. narrative. Everything's originally, a narrative. Originally published July twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. President Barack Obama said the shooting of five Dallas police officers would appear to have exposed the deepest fault line of our democracy, but that Americans must reject such despair. Obama spoke at the memorial service of the five, honoring the work of law enforcement officers, saying that they'd answered a call that at any moment, even in the briefest of interactions, may put their life in harm's way. He said fewer people are being mourned at the service because of brave actions of the officers killed. Okay. What, what, else, what else would you like him to I'm do? I'm just telling you what I've been told. No, but you just said he didn't say anything. He said, you said... No, the, I didn't say anything about said. I said he did not do what no, he did said, for other people no, with the lights. You, I'm talking you, about you the said, lights. You said he didn't turn on the lights and didn't comment on it. This is what you said. Okay. So... That sounds, that sounds like some Fox News bullshit where they're like, hey, he fucking put the lights on for the gay but people but like, didn't do it. Okay, That's some Fox News like your, bullshit, It's just bro. like your rant in episode one about the gun stats. The gun stats that you quote and what you're, the truth is not true. You can have a Giffords rating for the state of Illinois, but we're talking about the gun laws in Chicago versus the murder rate. The city of Chicago has one of the toughest gun laws in any city in the, in the country. Right, and all you got to do is drive but across to Gary, the, Indiana and buy guns. Bro. That's not my fault. What I'm saying is, is I'm that, not saying it's your fault. But but that doesn't affect the stats. The stat yes, is this city has gun laws when you're talking and they about, have the highest murder rate, period. But if you can go twenty miles and buy a gun in a place where it's not that hard to get a gun and drive it right back, that impacts the that impacts those stats. So what okay, so what take the five highest murder rate cities in the country. Okay. It's gonna be Baltimore, DC, Chicago. No. Yeah, pretty much. Find out, find out what's top five, top ten are, because I know you're going to Google it. Okay, you want the- cities, cities with the highest murder rate, and I'm not this talking is- about like Bakersfield, like some small, small stuff. Well, this is the list that I worked off of in that podcast. The top five are East St. Louis, Chester, Pennsylvania, St. Louis, Missouri, Gary, Indiana, and Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, so Baltimore, St. Louis, which is basically broken into two things because it's in two different states. What else? Chester, Pennsylvania. I don't know where the hell that is, but okay. That's some small Chester, town shit. Chester, Pennsylvania is the number two. Right, but what's the population? I'm talking about cities with the, the, like a decent population, like you know, over like 300,000 or something. Like not fucking 46 people and three people got shot, so they have like the highest capita. Like that's crazy. Chester, Pennsylvania. Where's that at? Do you know? Well, I don't understand what your point is. My point is, is that your your point seems to be that you want to have the the stat that backs up your point of view. So what is that? Is that the most number of murders? Is that this per capita? This is the top thirty murder rates in this in per the capita. The top thirty murder capitals of America in two thousand nineteen per capita yes, or number of murders. Okay, well I'm asking because I'm just asking yeah. because how you look at that is two different things too. Number of murders versus per capita. Chester, Pennsylvania is between Philadelphia and Wilmington, so it's a suburb of Philadelphia in like. South East, Southwest Philadelphia. So see, and that's another thing I don't like is these suburb things. Like that's like saying Katie has a higher murder rate because in Houston. Well, it's part of Houston. Like who cares? But my point is this: is that you can take stats and make them say whatever you want to. Like the murder rate thing, everyone knows Chicago has 
tough gun laws. Just like you said in that podcast, well, East St. Louis is is on the other side, and it's it's wherever. What state is it in? Because it's not Missouri. It's what? It's Illinois. Illinois. So now you have Illinois, two cities in Illinois. They're in the top five, Chicago and East St. Louis. Okay, right? but you know what you're not seeing on this list? And yet it's a B plus But rating. you know what you're not seeing on this list? <laughs> Huh. You're not seeing Los Angeles. You're not seeing Houston. You're not seeing Dallas. You're not seeing New York. You're not seeing Minneapolis. You're not seeing because Miami. Because of the number of people it's versus per, that. It's per capita, dude. All right, so let's go to this. Because it's per thousand people. I'll send you the link, too. I understand it's per thousand people. This is a comparison between Chicago and Houston. Okay? 2.7 million people in Chicago, 2.15 million in Houston. The average income is between thirty-seven and thirty-eight thousand between the two cities. The uh, racial breakdown is roughly the same. It's a little more Hispanic in Houston than it is black in Chicago, but it's roughly the same everywhere else. Chicago concealed carry laws? No. Houston? Yes, they have one. Number of gun stores in Chicago? Zero. Houston? One hundred and eighty-four plus fifteen hundred legal places to buy guns like Walmart, etc. Homicides in the year two thousand twelve? Chicago eighteen oh six. Houston two oh seven. It's a proven fact that with the numbers Congrats, and a concealed dude, carry law, you are, can those, protect yourself those better. Those are stats from 2012. Okay, that's just this chart. But it's like that continuously all the way through. Okay, then show me those so, numbers because you're telling me shit from seven years ago. So you think it's going to change that drastically that Chicago is going to be less and Houston's going to be more? I don't give a fuck about Chicago. The, Okay, but my point is this. That's, in a state that is the same size with the same number of people, the same racial breakdown for the most part, when a concealed carry law is enacted, you can protect yourself and you have 200 versus 1,800 murders, period. Like, what part of that is not understandable? If you have a concealed carry law and people think you might be packing, they might not fuck with you. That, that logic doesn't make any sense because if there's 2,000 people getting murdered in Chicago, then are people not thinking that, that they don't have guns? Yes, because they have strict gun laws in Chicago. Number of homicides per 100,000 people, 38.4 Chicago. Houston, 9.6. Like, the numbers say concealed carry makes people think twice about it. If you think you have a gun in your house, they're not going to do it. Conceal and carry and having that, a gun in your house are two different here's things. Here's another way you know how that's, that's true. Look at all the places where all these places, these things are taking place that they're getting shot at. Churches, grocery stores, all these places that you can't have a concealed gun because it's a church. They sell alcohol. You can't have a gun on these premises in these places. And these are the places that are getting shot because they know nobody's going to shoot back at them. They ain't nobody shooting up a Walmart in Texas. You know why? Because they'll get their ass dropped. Is, uh, is El Paso? Yeah, and how fast was he taken down? That's my point. Is that okay? They, but again, I I never even. But it's started in a Walmart a, where I you can't started, have a weapon I because they sell start, alcohol. No, but you can buy them there. You can buy them, but they're not loaded. That's what I'm saying. Well, you, is that you don't buy a loaded gun? You know, it doesn't come loaded. No, you cannot have a loaded weapon in a facility that sells alcohol. Period. You can go to Walmart and buy a gun and buy the ammunition. If you put it in the round, you will go to jail. They will arrest you. You cannot have a loaded gun unless you're a security officer at Walmart because they sell alcohol. That's the rule in this state because we sell alcohol in grocery stores. So go back to Sulphur Springs when they had the shooting at the church. It's at a church. You're not allowed to have a gun on the premises. They know these people are crazy. They're smart enough to go to places where people cannot carry a concealed gun. They also are going to places where people gather. Agreed. Where are you going to go where the most people are going to be? 
Agreed. But they're not going. If you're going to go to try to kill a bunch of people, you don't show up at someone's house. Okay, but do you show up? Like it's okay. So here's what I find about it. You they also go- are showing up at a places where there's not likely to be security. There's not likely to be security at a church. There's not. Li- that's why the people don't show up and fucking shoot up concerts. But it's also and shit a like place that. where people can't have concealed weapons. You can't have concealed weapons at a fucking NFL game. You can't have concealed weapons because they check you at the gate. Right? Does anyone show? Does anyone try to roll up and have a fucking drive by at your tailgate here in fucking Texas? Well, why don't why don't people show up and fucking just mass murder just randomly? Because at the tailgate, you can have a gun in your vehicle and you'll get shot back. That's why. When you get into the stadium, they're think, checking you, you for think, a gun. You think a crazy person is thinking like that. That's that's your thought process is, oh, I'm not going to drive by there. because I don't understand how they think at all. I'm just telling you that if these people were not in a church, in a Walmart, where you can't have a concealed weapon, they might have been taking it down a lot faster. It might have changed it. But... The stats for Chicago just show that just now is that if you have a concealed weapon in a state, in a city that doesn't, what the murder rate is, the differences between the two. It's drastically different because people think, oh, he might have a gun too. Not up, they're illegal here. I might have the only one. It's completely different. I would love to. I I think your logic is completely flawed that that's what people are thinking. I don't know if it is because you can't think like a crazy person. That's the problem. Is you're, you're thinking about a person who's thinking they're going to go shoot up a Walmart. I've never thought to go shoot up a mass of people. I don't want to do that. Like one or two people individually. But, that's but I also story. don't I don't understand what the fascination is with people in the Chicago crime rate. I just I every time that's the stat. OK. OK. In Baltimore, it, it's the same thing. Isn't it more isn't it much more likely that those are two places that are just inherently more crime crime ridden and therefore we should should look at how to fix those places and model the rest of the country out of the large scale cities that don't have the problems. Cause I can tell you, I can tell you I've never walked into anywhere and seen a guy open carrying a gun and felt safer. Oh no, nobody does. But I guarantee you that if the guy who's going in to shoot up that place, sees somebody with an open carry, they might think twice about it. That's the difference. You don't feel safer, but a guy who's thinking about pulling a gun might think twice if he sees somebody else with a gun. But that's the point. I don't give a fuck about that. I would like to feel safe when I go somewhere. Not so Joe Bob can feel like a fucking man and have an AR-15 strapped to his back because he's a fucking pussy and can't leave his front door without three fucking pieces of hardware on well, and But that's also the extreme that you're talking about now. Okay, so only you can bring up extreme points. No, no, I'm not bringing up an extreme point. I'm talking about one guy carrying one gun is all I'm talking about. You're talking about guys carrying AR-15s in a Walmart. That's fucking stupid. Like like that kid that walked in the Walmart with one recently. That's just dumb. You're asking for shit when you do that. And you're lucky you don't get dropped by somebody who actually has a concealed weapon. These little fucking dick bastards that want to walk around with big guns, that's on them. Uh, That's fucking extreme right. I'm talking about one guy carrying one gun like a normal person with concealed carry. That I do not have a problem with. Just like you don't have a problem with sensible gun control, I don't have a problem with sensible gun ownership. Why can't we try to fix the fucking fringe problems? Like the dipshit. Why do you need to own an AR-15? I don't think you do. Exactly. Personally. Okay. You don't think it? I'm pro-gun and don't think you don't we're do on both. We're on opposite sides of the issue. We both can agree on that. Let's get fucking rid of them. Okay. I'm down for it. Okay. But no one is going to do that. That's because once you start with this, then you're going to grow to this and you're going to grow. And that's the fear. Whether it's true or not, that's people's fear. 
Because all of a sudden you're taking away this gun. Now so what why, stops it from this gun? Why is what someone, is your regulation is someone, for this versus why this? Why is someone's fear trumping the rest of our safety? Because that's how the whole media cycle works is off fear. That's how Trump got elected is off fear. It's all based off fear, not fact. It's all fear. When we get past its fear and we get to real stats in real life, then we'll might make a change. But nothing is going to change because everybody lives off fear. What is, you know, Trump just does everything based off fear. He just does everything based off fear. And the fact that I just think he likes free media attention. <laughs> I think he just says shit sometimes just to do it. But I agree with you. There's no reason to have AR-15s. Now, my brother may come argue why he can because he's ex-military. I think it's ridiculous, but it's whatever. I think if you can have a handgun or a shotgun in your house, protect yourself. That's all you need. Cause you know what? You can break in my house, but you can't outrun a 45. That's all I need to know. Like I can stop you. That's all I need to do. I don't even want to kill you. I just want to stop you from breaking in my house. That's all I want to do. If I wouldn't put a hole in my ceiling, I'd shoot it in the air first, but then I got to go fucking call a sheetrocker and a roofer. And that sucks. So I'm gonna put it in your leg. So it stops. Plus what if you took out your Wi-Fi connections and then this is a whole other issue. Well, now you're back in West Virginia country. So, (laughs) <laughs> well, we went an hour and 20 minutes and we didn't talk about Marvel movies. So, uh, it's cause I don't know any, anyone who movies. doesn't like Marvel movies will be excited about that portion of the podcast, uh, but we've got an hour and 20 minutes. I know you're going to have to go get uh, your chiropractic work done. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll put a pin in it for this point. And here, here's a crazy thing that's going to happen in America. And I would like you to take note of this. We've had like a discussion, a disagreement, if you will, over the last half an hour. But you know what? We're going to turn these mics off and we're still going to be friends because reasonable people can reasonably disagree on issues. Even Definitely. though I think a bunch of the shit that Marty said was fucking stupid, he's still my friend. And he thinks that some of the shit that I said was stupid. Actually, I don't. Here's the, here's the difference between me and you. I don't think anything you say is stupid. I That's just right, think you have a different I'm, viewpoint. Because I'm smart. No, and, you agree. And I will tell you that a lot of the stuff that people that are on both sides of the party, whether it's you're talking about some of the stuff I believe or not. I think it's, I think a lot of it is stupid. I think a lot of it is like you said, a built in narrative and all this stuff that people do. But in the end, like I would rather, I would rather do what we're doing. Right. And you know, whether it's, you know, Chicago versus Houston stats or, or, you know, whatever it is, I'd rather us discuss it. Yeah. Then look at each other across the table and be like, that motherfucker, I know he voted for X, Y, and Z, motherfucker. I, you know what? That gets yeah. you nowhere. You know? Because I, it's like I've, I've said before in the podcast, you and I have talked about stuff and I've gone, I see his point. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see your point. I just, we could use more of that and less of the bullshit. Like, just put people in a room and let them throw down, whether it's over guns or race or, yeah politics or whatever the hell it is like it doesn't matter like well at some point just in this country, talk it out at some point in this country we stop talking to each other yeah they start so, typing to each other yeah. that's the problem yeah. with all these stupid crazy message and boards and, and it's not and it, and like everything else people want to try to blame millennials for it. it's not just millennials oh it, no it's not everyone stop talking to each other oh yeah once like, you once like, you <laughs> once you could start once you could start getting porn on the internet Everything changed. Well, hell yeah, it did. Because I know I spent a lot more nights by myself. But anyway, <laughs> um, but no, it, you know, it's like the I don't, I'm sure you've seen it somewhere is that, you know, all oh, these damn millennials are always looking at their phone yeah. and there's a picture from the 30s and it's everybody in a newspaper. Like yeah. the devices changed, but it's 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 yeah. still the same shit. Just everybody in their own little world. And, and just it's out just, of curiosity, who raised the millennials? 
Because you, you know what? I, I don't not not all these millennials just one day just picked up their own cell phone. A lot of them had some shit put right in front of their face to keep them occupied. Well, I don't think that's millennials. I think that's the next generation behind them, whatever they are. Right, but they stuck it like they. But here's you know. here's my thing about that. That that goes back to you and I being raised, where you know we did something wrong. Our mama gonna whoop our ass. <laughs> And now it's not politically correct to spank your kid. You have to talk about your feelings, Skyler. Hey, no. I have a cousin named Skyler, and he's cool. You watch your goddamn mouth. But does he talk about his feelings? He does sometimes. <laughs> just, but that's, that's, what, that's what happened is that... But here's the thing. I lived in fear of not only getting beat by my parents, but the neighbor's parents, because they would do it first, and that would be a tune-up for what my dad was going to give me. Well, that's a problem, because you shouldn't be hitting other people's kids. That that's 2019 that thinking, not back then. No. You, no, back then you shouldn't have been hitting anyone else's kids either. I'm not saying hitting. I'm just talking about spanking. But straight, no. Yes, and you know if someone, why? If someone spanked my kid, I will punch him in you the know fucking how many, mouth. You know how many other parents spanked me? Zero. You know how many parents I lived in fear of doing it because my mom said that in front of me one day? Every damn one of them. Now, I will tell you when I got paddles at the principal's wait, office. So, so wait, basically what your point is, you've been living in fear your whole life. Of living in fear of my mama. My mama told me if I ever did anything wrong, she'd come find me and beat me no matter how old I was. Now I'm just afraid she'll haunt me. It's scarier because oh, she can get around easier. Uh, but no, it's true. Like we used to live in fear of our parents, like that they were going to spank us or beat us. And if I went to the principal's office, I got paddled there. I got it when I got home too. Like, so when, when my mom would tell, it's a real, it's a, it's a real mystery why Texas is fucked up. Mm, Like no more than anybody else, like crazy (laughs) Californians and their 40% property tax and everybody's living on the street. Nobody can figure out why. Like, see, that's one of the things I don't understand about democratic either is that, Democrats run California. They have the highest property tax, the highest income tax, and they got more people living homeless than anybody else else in the nation right now. But they're supposed to be the ones that help people the most California. I don't understand that. Like, how is that possible? How do we get back on this? I should shut up. I don't don't know. But 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 here's the thing. Like, I wouldn't stand up and say, I think that's the best idea. The, the, The key is to find a balance and to find a moderation. Like, that's like people that say, "Oh, Canada! Like if you get if you take if you get if you go to healthcare in Canada, oh, you have to wait forever. You have to do this." But here's the thing: there's plenty of good things in Canadian healthcare. There's plenty of good things in the UK healthcare. If we're supposedly the best and the brightest, we take all of the good parts from all of the other places where magically universal healthcare and 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 healthcare services that are free for its citizens have worked for decades, you take the good parts that work and you put them together and we, with our fucking best and brightest minds, fix the other shit that doesn't work right and we make it better. If we're the fucking greatest country in the world... But there's two words in this country that'll make that never happen. Free marketplace. And if you're going to stop somebody from making a buck, they're going to shut you down. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and taking away somebody's way to make money is the pursuit of happiness. They'll never let you do it, no matter how hard you try. And it goes back to the 1% running the other 99%. And you know how much more happiness there would be if you didn't have to worry about what you were going to do if you get sick and whether or not you could afford to fucking take a day off work if you're sick or if you had to go to the hospital or whether or not if you, God forbid, you have to stay in the hospital if you can afford it. Yes, I 100% agree. That's because we've allowed in this country billionaires to run everything and fuck everyone else. Agreed. And it's, it goes back to this. If they could find a way to make a car that ran off electricity as long as you needed it to, like if you could drive cross country before charging it, we'd all be driving them, right? But both you and your wife would be out of a job because there's no more gas jobs. 
That's why they it doesn't what? happen there because it be, doesn't. There would have to be jobs in other ways. I mean, agreed, we, agreed. But nobody sees it that way. The CEO of no, XYZ because, Gas Company because, doesn't see it that that's way. That's because we only look at what happens in the next quarter. That's why we are fucked as a country. Yes, and that's why we will never oh. sustain and be around as long because as fucking we will Japan never long term look at anything like that. No, yes. exactly. They're, They're in fucked. it for the long term. They know how to look for the long term. Yeah, we're we're in it to. What what is your quarterly budget? Have this one. Did you go positive? Did you go more positive? That's why we're all fucked, and that's why I'm just going to continue to watch Marvel movies and just pretend. Well, I'm going like to borrow them. This ma- I'm here to get the first five. Ever, so like none of this matters. Agreed. Right. Anyway, that's it for this another uplifting edition <laughs> of Just Another White Guys podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed this one with a new guest. I'm not sure that it was more uplifting than it would have been if Nikki had been here, but. There was a lot less sighing, so that's <laughs> on both on both our parts. Nikki's not the only one that sighs. I do it as well. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you, Marty, for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Always protect the fivefold. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, too much. Too much. Oh. It's too big. It was too much. Dude, that was a good one. <laughs>